No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to guess how many percent off. 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Skeetsy, now that you're back in Atlanta, you don't have to spend your nights watching reruns of Frasier. Instead, you can treat your lovely wife Nora to a night on the town. You could go to a dance or take in a show. With the Game Time app, the options are endless. Why don't you look at me when you're talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) It's so quick and easy to navigate, you can even wait until the last minute to decide where to take her, so not only will you have a romantic night out, you'll also bank some big-time husband points, and we all know how valuable those are. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Did you say bank or bang? <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> Seen the Canadian anthem? No. Go ahead, bro. No, bro. Come on, bro. And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets. Alongside me, as always, Taz Mellis. Hey. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Bail. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last but not least, making the magic happen live from his parents' house in snowy Bowmanville, Ontario. It's JD. How's it going, hey? Hey, what's mm. up, hey? Yeah, you got you got dumped on there last Ooh, night, JD. Big time. <laughs> 15 centimeters. Ooh, that's no joke. That's no joke for mid-November. All right, stay warm. Guys, follow us on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach. We've got to get away from the snow, mm-hmm. away from the cold weather here in Atlanta, for crying out loud. We'll hit the beach tomorrow on Wednesday, so get your questions in right now for that mailbag-only podcast. All right, on today's podcast, though, Trey, you got a top five. That's right. It's dumb. You've had, uh, you've had this <laughs> dumb one brewing, though, for a couple oh, of days. I've been brewing a dumb, 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 <laughs> dumb one. Can't wait to unleash it on the world. All right. We'll also uh, very likely touch on a few of the games and moments from last night in the NBA, but first, guys, we're playing a little... Is this news? I've rounded up some headlines and I'm gonna pitch them to you like I'm um, Steven Strasberg. Sure. And we'll nice. determine whether or not they're actually newsworthy. Guys, first one Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Chris Middleton is expected to miss three to four weeks with a thigh bruise suffered Sunday. Is this news? I'm gonna call it good news. I know it sounds stupid. Good news? They need Chris Middleton, obviously. Uh, he is their number two scorer. They need him, but they play in the Eastern Conference. Let's be honest here. It's, look at their schedule. It's not going to affect them all that much. They're still going to win like three quarters of their games like they always do. And it's good news in that I'm always harping about what the heck is their closing lineup going to be come playoff time? Because, uh, you know, they lost Malcolm Brogdon. They still had questions about even last year when they had Malcolm Brogdon. So it's good for guys like Kyle Corver, Wesley Matthews, George Hill, even Eric Bledsoe, dun dun dun, to step up into you know the number two, three roles and get minutes now playing beside Giannis. Giannis is going to find them, pass to them. What are they going to do with the ball? This is good for them when it comes to the playoffs. They're not going to miss Chris Middleton all that much now. Who is going to replace him in the originally in the starting lineup? That's the question for Mike Budenholzer because he has some options. He's got there's a lot of wings, but yeah, but 
it, they all seem to have a little weakness as well. Like, who does he... Does well, go, he okay, go through or does it, he though. trust Sterling Brown? Because I think he's sure. probably the most likely to get those minutes. And we've seen him give him minutes in the past, but we've also seen him with a short leash. Mm-hmm. I think athletically and defensively, he's very good. Offensively, he's not as good. So does he go with someone, an older, older guy like an Ursan? He, we know that uh, he's one of Budenholz's favourites. But an older guy like that, perhaps he's better suited to coming off the bench. Does he even try someone like Kyle Corver? You know he's going to spread the floor offensively. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he's a bit of a weakness. So that's the, that's the real question here for Budenholzer is how he coasts. Maybe what, about goes... the, what about the big ragu? <laughs> Look, Dante DiVincenzo. He's got him or Pat Connaughton as well. They're, they're another yeah. option there. Or even George Hill. I don't think he's going to put George Hill into the lineup. But all of these guys just sort of go, Man, maybe him, maybe him. I'm not really sure. But maybe Budenholzer is just going to say, you We're know, going what? four on five. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he goes. I'm going to give this guy the extra minutes tonight, depending on the matchup. Yeah. Maybe he goes for a defensive look. Maybe he wants an offensive look. Um, but I agree that I think the the, uh, the schedule means that the Bucks can cope these next three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is uh, that that uh, Middleton's out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he should miss. You know, the timeline says like ten games. Yeah, so, you know, approximately give or something take, yeah. like that. Yeah. Which, you, you, you know, you, again, this early in the season, you'd think they'd be able to survive. But he's so, I mean, Middleton is one of those strange players to me. He's an all-star. I, I, I mean, he's a, he's a good player. I mean, maybe even above, he's definitely an above-average player. The guy can score. Uh, and he's important, I mean, to this Bucks team, especially with what they do. They shoot a ton of threes. Um, they, they jack a ton of threes up. They hit a lot. I believe they lead the league in, in made threes per game, nearly knocking down about 15 per game. And a big part of that is Middleton. So someone has to step up into that role maybe some of those shots go to the other guys, be it, you know, your Brooks and your Bledsoe's and stuff like that. Or is it one of these, like, plug-and-play guys here coming, you know, into the starting lineup, one of these guard-forward combos? Yeah, Lee nailed it. The things that Middleton gives to the Bucks, they're going to have to get now from three or four different guys because, like you're saying, Middleton gives them the spacing. He's also a guy when a play breaks down and it's the end of a shot clock, he can get a shot up, you know? Like, yeah. he's not a uh, lights-out ISO player, but... He can at least get a shot up. He's got some size. He's got some athleticism. He can hit the glass. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. I don't ever know how I feel about Chris Middleton. I honestly feel Chris Middleton about him. He's <laughs> a good player. He'll make an all-star team. He'll probably make two or three in his career. And then he's also not a super important guy throughout the entire league. That being said, I think you want him out there. It's a good schedule for the, the Bucks. They got the Bulls twice in the next week. They got the Hawks twice in the next 10 games. They play the Knicks. They play the Cavs. If you're going to be missing your second best player, those are uh, decent teams to have to face off against. That being said, if the Sixers are able to go on a little bit of a run here, maybe it matters for seeding come playoff time, and maybe the Sixers are able to steal home court advantage in the you, playoffs. We also just don't see the Milwaukee Bucks without Middleton a lot. This guy's been fairly reliable. I think he had that torn hamstring in 2016. Other than that, he plays like 77 oh, yeah, plus games. That was a nasty one, right? That, Tore that, off the yeah, bone. yeah, that was a gross one. But other than that, I mean, he appears in a lot of games, like something like 77 plus games in five of the six seasons prior to this. So it's just going to be a look from here, the Bucks that you just were not used to with him not playing. Him just being that, he is the classic, like, you're right, he'll have monster games. Sometimes he has quiet games. But he's, in the end, he's like, you look at the box score, you're like, well, Middleton gave you 20 points. Mm-hmm. You know, he hit he hit three or four threes. You know, gave you some solid defense. Contributed elsewhere, and it's like that's that's good on a on a on a team to have a, a like you know like a almost like a super role player. Is it in a yeah, weird no, way how right. I look yeah. at him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't think he's an elite player, but he's certainly not a 
you know, scrub by no, any means. No, no, I, I think his contributions just get overlooked as well because yeah. he's not all that sexy. He's just very reliable and he's very consistent. Uh, so they will miss him. Um, he, of course, did play in the summer as well. So uh, yeah. you know, having a having a little rest here, maybe that's a, a that's a good off, thing. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. You know, have a little break now because the injury is one of those ones you see. It was almost like just a clash of knees. Didn't look all that serious, but uh, obviously it was. So he'll, he'll take some time off, and um, maybe you know that's the thing. Maybe this, if he's going to miss some time, this is the sort of period the Bucks, you know, are okay with it. And uh, Eric Bledsoe has been balling a little bit to yeah. start the season. The guy has been good in the regular season, this season so far, and last season. So maybe a little bit more responsibility for Bledsoe will be all right, and then hopefully Middleton is healthy for the playoffs because that's when you're a little bit more worried about Mm. Eric Bledsoe. All right. Well, in other injury news, this headline from Dime Sports, De'Aaron Fox will miss at least three to four weeks after spraining his ankle in practice. Is this news? Bad news. This is bad news for the Kings. Uh... Tuck them in. They're done. Good night. Oh, wow. 13 of their next 20 are on the road. What what uh, what story time are you going to read them at bedtime here? Ooh, what story? What's big in our house right now is creepy pair of underwear. Uh, <laughs> it's a holdover from the Halloween season. Jasper Rabbit gets a green pair of underwear. He wears them. The ghoulish, greenish glow keeps him awake at night, has to bury him. But then he's like, where's that light? Goes, unburies him, brings him back. So many creepy pairs of underwear. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> okay. But uh, that's how I'm tucking in De'Aaron Fox. Okay. And the Kings. Uh, yeah, exactly right. He is their best player. He hasn't been great to start the season, but losing the engine to your team for four weeks, bad news. Yeah, I guess Corey Joseph comes into the starting lineup. I, I would guess it would be him over yeah. uh, Yogi Ferrell. Uh, and I like Corey Joseph, but I love him as a backup because that's where I think he excels now. He has to... I looked up his numbers out of curiosity, like when he starts. Um, he's had about 95 career starts, just under 100 career starts, I should say. Average 10, 4, and 4 yeah. in about 30 minutes per game. I mean, that's it's fine. It doesn't blow you away. No, it doesn't blow you away, but he's not, he's not the sort of guy who's going to go out and, and, and all of a sudden be no. going for 25 and 15 or anything crazy like that. But, yeah, it just seems this uh, king season can't get started. You know, like and it had just slowly started to yeah, turn around a little bit. They won three of the last four. Yeah, but yeah, with the Bagley injury to start the season, and then and now this Fox news and it happening in practice apparently happened like right at the end of practice mm. too. Um, you know how we had the whole situation where Dion Waiters wasn't going to snitch about who gave him the gummy <laughs> on the flight. Is De'Aaron Fox going to do the same thing here? He's not going to snitch on who uh, whose foot who stepped on his, uh, his foot because that's what Zach Lowe reported. It was a teammate that stepped on his mm. foot. Uh, yeah, a teammate stepped on his foot, not the other way around. Yeah, unusual. Oh, oh conspiracy! Oh <laughs> no, let's see the tapes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this it's uh, this is a bummer of a bummer of a start here for the Kings yeah. season. But this is why they got their old guys. That's why they supported their young guys with a, a Corey Joseph and and your. Your other guys, you know, in, in the on the wing and Trevor Reza and uh, Dwayne Dedman. This is Corey Joseph's time to step up, but it's it's highly unlikely for it to work. They play fast is when it, when they play fast is when they're good, mm-hmm. and they started to play fast recently. That's why they got a couple wins. And Corey Joseph ain't going to be De'Aaron Fox out there. They're three and six. I agree. This is basically buries them in the Western Conference. Unfortunately, they are everybody's sweetheart from last season. They were a great story, but now. Yeah. What kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of story can they write in the Western Conference now with, with their best player out for a month? The Western Conference is way too tough for them to be good. Yeah, Corey's likely going to start Yogi Ferrell off the bench in backup minutes. In the preseason, Luke Walton did give uh, Bogdanovich some, oh, yeah. uh, some minutes at the point. I 
wonder if he experiments with that a little bit. If you're not, if Why he's not? not getting what he likes from uh, from Corey and Yogi, yeah, it, it might be something to yeah. to throw at the he's wall and see if it sticks. Guy. Yeah, terrible, terrible news there for the Kings fans. All right, next one, guys. This is about last night. SI writing, Porzingis struggles as Kemba leads the Celtics past Mavericks 116-106. Is this news either the yeah, Porzingis struggling <laughs> or the Kemba leading the Celtics? Well, you tell me. Well, the Celtics are the best team in the league right now, uh, you know, standings-wise. Master Chief and the Beantown Boys <laughs> yeah, exactly, coming for your exactly, ass, yeah. Ellis. Well, that's the thing. When I'm looking at this, I'm like, I can't not show love to the Celtics because they've been they've been pretty good. But Porzingis, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen from him last night. He, he It's funny because one, he has... One for 11 in 20 minutes. Yeah. He got benched. He only had four yeah. points. Yeah. Um, and he had a good game uh, against the Knicks, you know, yeah. numbers-wise. And he's, he's, been, he's had some good moments. He hasn't looked great this no. season, but he has been able to put up some numbers. But last night was a real chance because you saw at times Marcus Smart defending him, and he just didn't seem to have any moves at all. He could just stand there and shoot it over him. Well, yeah, not, not just because he's a big, tall, white guy, but not just because he's also playing on the Dallas Mavericks, but he looked like Dirk early in his career when a small guy could just bully him a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? And, and Marcus uh, Smart, amazing. Incredible yeah, loves those sort of challenges. Like Lowry, sure. the, yeah. those are two like smaller guys that are just amazing uh, you know, as defenders in the post, despite their size. All true. That being said, Lee is right. He should be more like later on in his career, Dirk, he can't beat small guys in the post, and that is a problem. If you're seven foot three and you've got a money jump shot, you got to get some more booty. Be able to back those guys down. That's right. And he's got, he's stop, stop working on your biceps. Start working on those quads. He's too skinny. Yeah. He needs a little more booty in those shorts to be able to push some guys around and then pop your shot over them. Um, that will be the key for Porzingis because people will switch the pick and roll with Doncic and Porzingis. you got a small on Porzingis. The shot is going to be yeah, there. He's right. seven foot three. Shoot over him and make it. Yeah, that was... Uh... It's, it was wild to watch, one for 11. I mean, and we can get to Jason Tatum. Yeah. When it was even worse, one of 18. But according to NBA.com stats, Porzingis is averaging only 0.55 points per possession on post-ups, which puts him in the sixth percentile in the league. Yeah, that's Just awful. post-ups. I mean, yeah. it's one of the worst. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he can put the ball on the ground. We know he's got a decent handle, so he can move around. He can get to a spot. He, he needs to figure out a way to do it because otherwise it looked last night like Doncic if they were going to win, it was going to be all Doncic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the reason that they brought Porzingis in, they want these two to be like a one-two combo, and, and it wasn't there. But again, it's early. He's coming back off a mm-hmm. major, major injury, so it will take some time. But, yeah, he's been playing fine. Yeah, fine. He's, he hasn't yeah. been bad. He's averaging 18 points. His three-point percentage is above average in the league. But, yeah, I think they should play a little bit more one-two with those two, uh, Doncic and Porzingis, instead of going Doncic-Kleba all the time. And Chris Epps will get with some shots. But, yeah, he's playing against a special defender in Marcus yeah. Smart as well. And he was in foul trouble in the first half. So there's some built-in excuses. But, yeah, he's got to touch the ball a lot. I liked that he did what he said after the game. Uh, I believe it was to Tim McMahon of ESPN about being benched. He was like, yeah, I mean, I was garbage, basically, was what he was saying. I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. him here. But he's like, yeah, I did. probably didn't deserve to be playing. Uh, I was frustrated with the foul and in the foul trouble. And, yeah, that's uh, he's not upset with Rick Call. He still says, I really want to be out there helping my team. That's obviously the right attitude. But he just had a rough game. From the Celtics side of things, you know, we got an update on Gordon Hayward. Uh, you know, we knew Sunday night that uh, he had fractured his hand. Well, on Monday we learned he did have surgery to repair the fourth metacarpal bone in his left hand. Um, the, that's the bone that connects the wrist to the ring finger. He's going to be out six weeks, um, Hayward is. But, you know, despite Jason Tatum, like I said, going one of 18, one of 18, which you just don't see that line often. That's a little bit for the wrong reasons. Um, Jalen Brown stepped up, and then Kemba took over late. He, I mean, he had that, street, that, that little run there 
where he splashed like three threes, really blew the game open, um, and and was big. When the game, the game was sort of hanging in balance there, and, and Kemba took over, and the Celtics survived. He, he hit eight threes in the end last yeah. night. Sort of didn't feel like he had no. that many because uh, he only had twenty nine points. It wasn't like a huge huge line for yeah. him. But Kemba with good players around him is really thriving so far. So far, again, mm-hmm. nine games in, and the Celtics only lost that once, and they've and they've had. A winnable schedule, oh, I will God. say. Careful, <laughs> no, but listen, man. listen, I'm just Watch saying. Out, I mean, I mean that <laughs> <laughs> um, But this team just looks looser than it did last season. They're going to beat you to death oh, with green God. hats. <laughs> <laughs> Pile those hats up on your head so your neck just gives out. Uh, but it feels for, like Groundhog Day, to be honest. Uh, this seems like the 2017-18 yeah. series again uh, season. You know, they the Celtics lost Gordon Hayward in the first game that year. They lost their first two, then won 16 straight. We got an early Gordon Hayward injury. We got an early loss. The team has a lot of chemistry, and they're on a winning streak. Jalen Brown definitely looks improved. Oh, That's yeah. the good thing for the Celtics is that it looks like Jalen Brown can dribble the ball now. They have a lot of depth in the perimeter on the wing. There's, their weakness is up front. So missing Gordon Hayward, maybe it hurts from a small ball four perspective, but at least they have guys that they can slot in there for the time being. And Cantor uh, is now back in the lineup you know, in, in limited minutes. But, yeah, no, they, they're, they are playing well. They're, I think they're the surprise of the season so far in, te- in, in terms of at the top of the conference. For sure. For sure they were. I mean, because they lose Al Horf and they lose Kyrie Irving, you think, oh, well, they're two all-star talented players. It's going to take some time for them to, uh, you know, to, to start all over again. But they've been very, very good. So it's uh, definitely a, a little shock, but, uh, you know. Those uh, Celtics fans, I love it. I loved uh, Tommy Heinsohn going crazy oh, on that God. Kemba step back three. <laughs> Get the ball, I can't. He's just screaming that. Oh, man, Tommy just. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, sometimes you just like to hear Tommy just because he's just so openly biased and, yeah. and he can't handle it when the other team even scores. Like, it, it's never. He sort of never gives them credit. It's always like, oh, our defense was bad. They let him in there. Sure. But, you know, he must be loving it right now. He must Kemba, be- Kemba must be loving it too. Like, he doesn't oh. have to bring up the ball every stinking time and run through every stinking play. And he gets the ball after a few passes and then can be Kemba. And that's what Brad Stevens' offense is all about. Yep. Uh, it's like Isaiah Thomas thriving two years ago. Doesn't have to do absolutely everything. But when he gets the ball, he just shoots and he scores. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this system is not built for a, really like a superstar like Kyrie. And this is – everybody is uh, thriving right everybody, now. Everybody eats right now on the Celtics. Yeah, looking looking solid despite, again, the Tatum 1 of 18 game. Uh, all right, another headline from last night. Throwing this one at you specifically, Tess. Yeah, M for Live. Sure. I know you're a big M Live yeah. subscription. I, I read Michigan yeah, read, Live. Yeah. Um, Pistons fall to T-Wolves. Despite return of Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose, is this news? Yes, I was the only one who wanted to talk about this because I do believe there's going to be a big shakeup in Detroit. Okay. And I'm going to read a lot into one game. But Andre Drummond was being hailed as potentially the best center in the league. Yeah, you heard me. There's talk about him being a monster. You know, being the 20 and 20 guy. Oh you can't deny it. You can't deny it. We've heard about the Beantown boys. You got to watch out for the Detroit dudes. Because I said <laughs> Andre Drummond didn't get a lot better. And they are like, excuse me, sir. He got a lot better. Our defense is good. When he's on the floor, he rebounds a lot. All of these things are true. Watch out for yeah. the Detroit dudes. I don't really think he got a lot better either. But uh, <laughs> but the ball is the ball was going through him a lot. He yeah. was playmaking a lot. And now all of a sudden, Blake Griffin comes back into the lineup. Derek Rose also comes back into the lineup. That changes big time. So he was he had a lot of slumped shoulders yesterday. And, uh, you know, it's really stupid to read into body language, but I think if there's one guy who really wears his heart on his sleeve, it's Andre Drummond and TBD. I think uh, as they go along here, they're 4-7. and seven. If they are 
you know, along those same lines, maybe 500 at the maximum around the trade deadline. What do you do with this team? Are you going to go forward with a Blake and Andre Drummond front court? Because Andre Drummond is a free agent this offseason. I think you have to make a decision come February. And so this is, it's, it's a strange, strange scenario for Andre Drummond. Getting the most love in his NBA career these first few months in, in terms of the media coverage, talking about him and him being one of the great, better centers in the league. And now it's going to be a heck of a lot different with Blake Griffin in there. I think he said just the day or two ago, Andre Drummond, I want to spend my entire career here in Detroit. So I wonder if he is sort of thinking maybe they're going to look to move me here. You know, he wants to play the good guy. He doesn't want to say, I want out, I want to move on. Maybe he's reading the writing on the wall. So he, if he gets traded, he looks like the good guy and not the sort of guys like, I need to go for somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Sort of. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you're saying. Uh, with the Wolves, though, I have two things I'd like to sell you guys. First, I have some Subway um, sandwich coupons here that maybe you guys would be interested. I'm specifically talking to uh, Lee and Trey here because I know, I know that the, for the second thing, I, I have some beachfront property that I'd like to uh, mm. see if you're interested in on and Wiggins you, Island. What do the coupons have to do with that? Well, though? I just I saw them there. And I was, maybe oh, I, those as well. It comes with the <laughs> nice. property. There's you guys a, have a Subway there. We, yeah, we opened a Subway franchise on the island of Wiggins Island who's balling right now and people are flocking to this <laughs> island, baby. This guy's on fire right now. Uh, he is killing it yeah. right now. Wiggins Island, it, to me, is a little bit like Cuba. I don't want to live there, but now that you can visit, yeah. I would visit. Yeah. I would go see. <laughs> he, he's been good to start the season. It looks like him and Towns have kind of found the perfect balance of Towns is the main guy. He's going to kill you a little bit from the outside. He's in like James Harden territory for shooting right now, so he's killing you outside. Wiggins is so much more focused on getting into the lane and not just pulling up for the twos. You can see the the benefit of having a coach in Ryan Saunders, who is a modern coach who is invested in Wiggins and Towns both being good. You know, when Flip Saunders was the coach, he was a great coach, but he's an old school guy who would encourage a 20-footer. So Wiggins is like, 20-footers? Thank you very much, sir. Then Tom Thibodeau came around. It was the Jimmy Butler show. Yeah. Now we finally got a coach, a young coach, who is a modern coach, who's putting these guys in the right position. And Wiggins has been great. Yeah. Wolves, Wolves are 6-4 and four now. Sorry. What were you 29 saying? assists in his last six games I is know, just staggering. Yeah, it's not staggering. Like, people are excited about, like, the 25-plus points per yeah. game in the last little bit. But you're right. It's that stat that's the eye-opening one. That is unbelievable for him. But what I've noticed, he's actually just being way more aggressive and way more engaged. Mm-hmm. He's not – if he's not – like it, previously, he, if he's not being involved in the offense, he would just stand there. Now he's like moving his body. He's like, oh, maybe if I get into the lane, I won't get the shot, but I can pass it off to somebody else. And that, that's what's really stood out for me. It's like, oh, wow, there are other things you can do on offense other than scoring the ball. And then when he is out in transition and, to, and you know, he can use that speed to get past defenders, he's getting a lot of easy looks around the basket. So it's great. Can he sustain it? I'm skeptical. Right. We've, I'm seen, skeptical. we've seen these little week or two flashes mm-hmm. from Wiggins before. This is, I mean, we haven't seen it in a while. We definitely didn't see it much last year. But years prior, you're right, we had seen a couple of these weeks where he, that he would string together where he couldn't miss from three yeah. and was, yeah, and was maybe facilitating a little bit more and getting to the line. Can he sustain it? Yeah. Because uh, it's a, you know, there's something there when Towns is playing the way he is and, and you can pair him with Wiggins. That's a pretty explosive one-two offensively. And then you guys got like, Covington defensively to help on that end and other guys like that. I mean, Josh Koji, that's good. There's something there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's nice to see the Wolves uh, putting it together a little bit here early in the season at 6-4. and four. Next headline, Bleacher Report. NBA sends memo declaring load management is not a description for injury. Is this news? 
continues to be news. Uh, well, that's it. It does. It just it's it's such a black eye on the league right now because people are saying load management when it's rest, and this is what we talked about yesterday with. Uh, the guy from the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh my God! You can't say his name. <laughs> what? Ja Morant. There you yes. go. Yeah, oh, right, killed right, it. Yeah. Killed it. That's all last night practicing. <laughs> yeah. Got the memo. <laughs> but that 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 that's you know that's basically where it's sort of starting from is people just saying, well, we're just we're just resting guys now. So the NBA, it, they, I don't know how they really fix this though, unless they just say, just don't say load management. Yeah. Say yeah. a guy is injured. <laughs> but then we're going to buy it when Kawhi Leonard, who last season right. sat out for load management is sitting out back-to-backs again this season or, or, you know, one day of the back-to-backs because he's likely going to do it again. And uh, Right. <laughs> what, do we get angrier uh, over the idea that they're lying to us if they put, oh, it's an injured knee and we everyone knows it's like, not really, it's just rest, or are we angrier with, well, why are you resting? That's uh, that's a tough question Aren't you paid to play 82 games like Michael Jordan said? (laughs) That's exactly right Uh, Ethan Schwartz-Strauss had a great article up on The Athletic You can subscribe if you want At theathletic.com slash no dunks You should He mentioned uh, that literally giving it a name Giving rest, calling it load management Is what gives people a a chance to talk about it And now we're getting memos from the league Specifically about the phrase I think it's because load management to me sounds proactive You're like, we are going to rest this guy So he doesn't get tired However, if you call it resting, it means the guy's already tired, right? Right. And that, to me, perhaps is, is yeah. the problem because people are like, oh, he's already tired? Cool, he's resting. Rather than, oh, you're not even tired yet and you're resting? That doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's like Lee says, Jay Morant, get in the game. I don't know. <laughs> Things are never going to go back to the way they were. People are not going to be playing 40 minutes a night for 82 games. So in that Ethan Strauss article, I kind of agree with the person who says, let's act like this isn't a big deal. People rest. Right, 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 right. Uh, the memo said, quote, load management is not an injury or an appropriate description of an injury under the injury reporting procedures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, put any, put, put what the reason you're resting is. Is it because of your legs? Is it because you're, you're just, uh, you gotta, your eyelids are heavy? Uh, injured eyelids. Uh, <laughs> heavy lids. Yeah, heavy lids. <laughs> Get a little more creative. Just don't put load management. Don't put just, rest. Yeah, don't put rest. Don't put rest. <laughs> Uh, because that's so, a problem. Because, yeah, even if it does say rest, um, like John Morant, uh, you're all over it, right? Like, that's that's a problem. Like, I, I mean, the, the, the some, casual viewer. Well, to some, yeah. Yeah, but he's resting after days off. And and, and, yeah. and just put it put an injury. See, the, the, the weird part. So what part, should they put for Kawhi? They should literally just put um, stupid scheduling. Like, well, they did put. Sits, like, back to they back. did put load management slash knee. Yeah, just. Right. It's just put knee. <laughs> you don't need a slash. You don't need two reasons. Just lose it. And uh, another, what about the guys then that rest without an injury? Well, of course, that's what I mean. Kawhi could be playing. Other guys are doing that. You're yeah, totally right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you just have to, you're left to lie. I mean, they're resting. Are they resting for a reason other than? I, this is the thing. It's basically saying be good about lying or be honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which it is. Be honest about it's lying. A, yeah, sure. It's important to be good at lying. If you're going to lie, stick to it. You can't I, have Doc Rivers saying one thing and yeah. everybody else saying yeah. the other thing, I yeah. guess. Get lying. Get your story, story straight, yeah. Uh, the, Sink your watches. The other, the other part of the memo that I found a little confusing, Jeff Silke wrote, load management or a similar phrase such as return from an injury is a permissible description only in connection with a healthy player who misses a game due to rest that is permissible under the resting policy. What, what is the resting policy? <laughs> There's a resting policy? That's dumb. <laughs> what is a resting policy? So you can rest when you want. What, uh, is there like a, hey, it's three and four games, resting is cool? Right. 
John, it, John Morant didn't rest. Yeah, is it uh, you're over 33? It's cool. Yeah, like, right. yeah you're, no, you're right. Yeah. That's it's, a, it's no different than when there were flopping warnings. Remember, those still exist. Nobody cares about them anymore. Nobody ever gets called for one anymore. The league is just saying things because everybody's talking about load management, so they have to try and slap some people on the wrist. Seems like they're doing something, but they're not. The yeah. thing to do would be getting rid of back-to-backs. Yeah. yeah. It's Shorting like, the season, getting rid of back-to-backs. Something, right. something drastic that is, uh, I mean, maybe the back-to-backs, if they lengthen the season, they can get rid of them, but we all we, we don't need to get into the whole, are they going to go down to 68 or 66 games? They're, it's not happening uh, anytime soon, let's put it that way. But there are. it is on the table, apparently, that they are discussing okay. shortening the season right. and, and finding to a way. Add a, oh, yeah, to then yeah, add a couple exactly, more tournaments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah they'll probably find a way to make money. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. about the greenbacks and figuring out, <laughs> hey, maybe we're getting money from League Pass, or we're getting money from X, or we're getting but money from like, over the top. Or hey, we're getting somewhere. all this money, let's play a few extra games. You know, <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that's the big problem. I just can't see the owners saying, oh, yeah, that's all right, maybe cut four or five games from our, our our home gate revenue because that's what it comes down to. And that that's huge problem. Well, what's your uh, what's your favorite term? You saying greenbacks just got me thinking. What's your favorite term for money? Bones. The bones <laughs> I like, are I, their dollars. I like uh I like fin dogs. <laughs> fin dogs. <laughs> that's a classic Jolians. <laughs> <laughs> You're real uh, old timey. I mean Lee brought up bucks the <laughs> other day when he yeah. was we were doing our, our throwback Thursday. Yeah. Trying to open a pack of cards. We're trying to guess a Milwaukee buck. Hey, you just dropped one. They're also out in the wild. Just oh. trying to get us yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to the Milwaukee bucks. Uh, I'm a big Benjamins guy. Yeah, nice. It's all it's about all the Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Still bangs. <laughs> still, still a good job. Lee, okay. Well. Yeah, I'm just a bucks or, a, or I mean, in England it's quid. You know, for oh, pounds. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's a fun word. To it say. is. It is. Quid. How much is that? Ten quid. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's nice. I think we should write our own policy as to how to how. To get people to lie properly, just just uh, and and as hmm. soon as st- people start lying properly, like Trey said, we won't be talking about it anymore. It's like the dress code scenario; it was a big deal. You got to wear a blazer on the bench, until it wasn't. Now uh, Brandon Ingram is wearing a do rag in, in warm ups. Everybody's wearing uh, not everybody's wearing do rags in warm ups, but lots of guys are. LeBron's wearing do rags in practice. Yeah, it's, you know it's fine. It's fine until it's not. So we just got to get people to say, hey. Tired. I thought you were going to say Maybe uh, a guy brings a blanket on the bench, that's cool. He's right. tired. If he Naps. lies down like Chris Kamen, <laughs> um, he's super resting. Um, yeah, I thought you were going to say we as a group here, as, as No Dunks, needs, need to write our own resting procedure. <laughs> so, oh. when we, so when we can miss shows... But we have to go through the protocol. It's and not a bad idea. Right? Well, actually, I'm going to load manage tonight. I was looking what? at the scal- schedule. I was like, nah, not really into the schedule tonight. I'm going to watch Bulls versus Knicks, and then I'm going to go to bed. I'm oh. managing that load. I've been up too late watching the Raptors play on the West yeah, Coast. I yeah, I know. You, you, hey, I didn't see you tweeting late last no, night. You no, went to bed? I, I was the first half last night. Yeah. Uh, 10.30 tip-off, though. It was going to be tough for me to back I don't know. Because, again, <laughs> Sunday and a Monday, oh, man, if you're up watching those West Coast games hey, look, Thursday, look, I can hear the people oh. right now that are <laughs> tweeting in <laughs> Stop your whining and move to move the show to Hawaii. <laughs> they're they're writing in. They say it's, it's perfect for our for our schedule. Um, so what you guys catch up in the morning? Um, you know news and that's right and games. Yeah, man, look, your load management. It's, yeah. it's a long a, season, man. You got to treat your body right. Sleep is very important. LeBron James's trainer told me, LeBron James sleeps. You should sleep. Yeah. Mm. Agree. You mm. need to get rid of this cough you've had for like five or six weeks, too. It always hits you. <laughs> but then I need to get rid of my children because <laughs> oh, oh, okay. every time it feels like it's gone, they, they just bring a new one back oh, yeah, in yeah. right in those nostrils. Yeah. 
All right, our uh, final headline here, guys. Pro basketball talk. Reports. Knicks trying to hire Raptors president Masai Ujiri could fire coach David Fisdale. This uh, this coming from a Frank Isola uh, article with The Athletic. Um, this idea that the Knicks might be trying to go for Masai Ujiri for maybe like the third time here. Uh, is this news? Lee, what do you got? Uh, you got any inside info? <laughs> no, no, no inside info other than no, that's not going to happen. Not to dispute Frank's reporting, of course, because I'm sure the Knicks would love yeah. to have Masai Ujiri. You're saying, you're saying the idea of uh, Ujiri, who's under contract with the Raps till 2021, I yeah. believe. Um, you'd think they would do anything to keep him. You don't think Dolan and the Knicks could uh, you know, just I can't imagine back any, up that Brinks truck? Uh, even if they did. I the Wizards I, tried. <laughs> I, just, I can't even imagine if they did that, Ujiri would want to go to that situation. I, I think it's I don't think it's as welcoming. I don't no, think it's fun. Sure, sure. And 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 the way that yeah, you know you might get a huge paycheck and then get fired a couple of seasons in and you're still getting the huge paycheck. But but again, I don't think at this level, you know, that that money's going to make a huge difference. What's it, my Messiah probably on 3 or 4 million a year from the Raptors, maybe gets 10 million from yeah, the Knicks. Sure. Great. But at that point it's like does it really make that much of a difference when you know you're going to go there and it's just going to be such a stressful Awful situation right. to be in. If the work environment is toxic, yeah. But if, if Masai Ujiri believes, hey, I could do this. Here's, here's my next goal in life. Sure. But to, I, look, they, I brought the Toronto Raptors a championship team? Yeah. Well, it, let me go get one for the next. But, but he was given the freedom and the flexibility well, to, to work there. And we know from the situation with David Griffin a couple of years ago when the Knicks apparently were very interested and they wouldn't let him have a final sort of authority on basketball yeah. moves. So yeah. that's the thing. I mean, has Dolan sort of... In his defense, I can't believe I'm saying that. Has he sort of not, at, at times at least, allowed the guys that he's hired to have free reign? Well, with Phil and Jackson... sort of stayed out of his own way, but not that maybe the guys he's hired hasn't done a good job. With Phil Jackson, apparently that was the case, that yeah. he was like, Phil, you do everything, and, and Phil was very bad at it, and that ended in disaster as well. I just... It just doesn't seem to me that that's the sort of challenge that Masai would want to bring onto himself, okay. knowing that it's not just trying to rebuild the team. There's so much more internal chaos because I think in that same article it said they want Ujiri and then Giannis <laughs> so it's like alright just, just maybe go for one first <laughs> let's not you know get the biggest general manager you know free agent perhaps and then the biggest free agent player like the Knicks don't have a history of signing either and so. I think I heard Dan Devine say this on the Ringer podcast this week the Knicks just can't stay out of their own damn way because what Dan was saying is like the Knicks actually had something to sort of sell to their fans this year if they had just, like, pretended, like, these fake, you know, expectations that they were going to be... Mills saying that they're going to be highly competitive in the Eastern Conference. Like, they had, you know, R.J. Barrett, like a high draft pick. Some of their young guys, Mitchell Robinson looking good. You know, Frank Nilakini even turning it around a little bit. You know, Kevin Knox, okay? <laughs> if you still believe in him. At least you could be selling the idea to, a, a, obviously, a rabid basketball fan base. Hey, there's a youth movement here. Don't worry, we're going to win only 20 games again, but you, look at this. Look at the steps. These guys are developing. Instead, they like, nope, they, 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 this happens, where it's like suddenly an impromptu press conference, and it's like, oh, we're, you know, we're disappointing right now. Well, are you really? I mean, no. You just, you're not. Exactly. That's the <laughs> you thing should be 2-8. Yeah, exactly right. Everybody thought that they were going to be bad this season, and they have came out and been bad. I guess... Uh, the problem is that they've been so bad, particularly in front of their fans, that the yeah. Knicks kind of just panicked and said yeah. something. They yeah. had to say something. You contrast them with the Brooklyn Nets, who were a joke three seasons ago for losing the Paul Pierce-Kevin Garnett trade. But basically, they just used three seasons to act like a normal team, right. put things in place, and then they got two huge free agents that the Knicks were going at. You are in the same city. You could have done the exact same thing. Just play it cool. 
have a plan, but stick to the plan. Your plan doesn't have to be we're getting the best of everything right away. So, to be honest, that's a good plan. Survivor reference. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. they don't know. The Knicks do not know when to just lay low. They they got to make everything a bigger deal than it is, or bring attention upon themselves. Bunch of temper boys. Exactly, and they that that's the worst thing you can do in Survivor. The game is Survivor, guys. Sometimes you just gotta want you just gotta lay low. Just chill, get to the merge, you know, relax. You don't got to be making moves. That brings attention to you. Yeah, but this is a problem. Like every year it's like, okay, come on, finally, make a move, do something, make us good uh, again. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, know. Steve Mills, by the way, would be awesome on Survivor because that's all this guy does is Survivor. Yeah. He's, he just squirms his way out of everything. He's, his record since he's been there is 165 and 337 um, since him in play. Yes. Like, just around the team. <laughs> I mean, 48 and 120 since he took over for Phil Jackson. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. He's hired and fired all the coaches. So, or maybe he hasn't. I guess I guess Phil Jackson hired, uh, he hired Fish, didn't he? Who hired Hornacek? Oh, that was Phil too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Phil was bad. Do you but, think? But, but, uh, but listen, but Steve Mills, is like, that, that's the thing. And people talking about him coming out and saying all that stuff. He's basically just throwing Fisdale, getting ready to throw him oh, under the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. The, yeah. guy's, and it's, the that's guy awful. plays uh, the Sandra uh, from Survivor game. <laughs> anybody like, anybody but me, man. Like, <laughs> sure, Fisdale, take him. Yeah. Cut him. I don't care. As long as I'm still here. Do you think, uh, I, I hadn't thought about this, but Woj and uh, Malika Andrews in their article on ESPN talking about this mentioned that Fisdale chose the Knicks over several other offers in 2018, which were the Hawks, the Hornets, and the Suns. Under, and a big part of it, under the assumption that he probably would have Porzingis. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. You got to wonder if he would go back and pick one of those other teams. Yeah, he... Fisdale had a ton of hype as an assistant coach with Miami because he was such a player-centric guy, and people thought he was going to be one of the next great coaches in the NBA, and he's just had two bad situations back-to-back between the Grizzlies and the Knicks. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is he a good coach? Who knows? Honestly, who knows because he's coached terrible, terrible teams, but it'd be nice to see him get a shot with a team that's decent, that has some sort of a future, but I don't know. I would love to go back and just read all those Knicks tweets, all those Knicks fans' tweets from February of 2019, thinking they're getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because they traded the best player that they've drafted in 30 years. They were celebrating Chris Stapp's Porzingis being traded. Yeah. I mean, that's how quickly things change, isn't it, like yeah. that? I mean, he's, he was the right draft choice at the time, and he was playing well. He was an all-star the year he got injured. He didn't obviously play in the all-star game. He was, things were going in the right direction. Yeah. And then before you know it, Boom. he's gone. And, and, and the players they got in return, uh, Smith and uh, who else they get back in that trade? I can't remember. But not like guys that you think, oh, well, at least they got something in return for it. Before we get to Trey's top five, you ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers? I do. The ones that barely hit shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers and streetwear, watches, and handbags. Most of you know... I'm a Nike Blazer man. Mm-hmm. I've probably owned uh, nine or ten different pairs in my life. Big fan of that simple silhouette. So it's no surprise I've got my eye on some uh, ten and a half off whites. Okay, on the hey, StockX hey, site. Hey, yeah, hey, right, hey, right. Hey, hey, I'm tracking hey. the market value. I'm looking at the lowest ask, the last sale. I'm sort of just waiting to pounce. Will I ever pounce? I'm not sure. They're very expensive, but when I do, I know there will be no hassle. StockX handles the exchange of every transaction, so you never have to worry about legit buyers or sellers. StockX has me and you covered. So get in on the hype. Check out StockX.com/bball. 
That's B-B-A-L-L for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's stockx.com slash b-ball. Check it out today, guys. Trey, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Last week, SB Nation unearthed the 1992 Japanese video game Super Dunk Shot. It's, a, like I said, the Japanese version of the video game NCAA Basketball. But it is not licensed. It's also obviously not an NBA game, right? Because you know it's supposed to be uh, the college version of it. Nonetheless, they're they so they had to change the names. So before I give you my top five, I'm going to hit you with the top five changed names from Super Dunk Shot, according to SB Nation. Okay. Number five, Los Angeles Lasers. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, just one letter change. Yeah. a Laker becomes a laser. Number four, Houston Pockets. Very good. <laughs> Number wow. three, Boston Celeries. That's up there. That's, that's I love celery too. <laughs> this guy loves the crunch. Yeah. Number two would have been my number one, the Phoenix Suns, S O N S, not S U N S. But number one for SB Nation was the Milwaukee Backs, not the Bucks, the Backs, and that is what inspires <laughs> the greenest, <laughs> the greenest of Backs. Uh, that is what inspires this top five. These are your top five NBA teams if they were body parts. Just like a back. Okay. At number five, I'm going to group these three teams together. So you're really getting a top seven here. Got to group these three together. You'll understand why. At number five, the New York Dicks, Chicago Balls, and Atlanta Cocks. <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> those five are together. Those <laughs> hold on, together. hold on, hold on. Let me think about it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I understand why now, too. Couldn't let them take up three separate spots in the top five. But you guys, you all can hang out there at number five. Number four. Similar to the Phoenix Suns, the Cleveland Cavs, C-A-L-V-E-S. Cavs are very importantly, I would say it's between you and Skeets having the best Cavs here. (laughs) I know it's not me. I got chicken legs. Lee's got got big old calves. Big hairy calves. (laughs) 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 Number three, the Brooklyn Necks. Ah. Well, I was going to jump in and say, I thought you were going to say the New York Knicks. I know you said them at the start, and I was going to say that at the end, but yeah, okay, great. I knew, right. I knew you'd bring up Knicks at some you point. You know I'm a neck man. <laughs> neck man. <laughs> neck man. This one, uh, specialty for some people out there, I imagine. Number two, the Miami Feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, talk, we were talking feet yesterday. <laughs> we were talking this morning feet, too, I think. <laughs> Just talking feet. A lot we of were feet talking talk toes here. More than feet. Talking claw yeah. toes. <laughs> and number one, coming in at number one again, Milwaukee. They're not the backs anymore. Now the Milwaukee butts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Lee loves this. <laughs> this it. is right as we are. Exactly right. Uh, so that's your top seven. New York Dicks, Chicago Balls, Atlanta Cox at number five. Number four, Cleveland Cavs. Number three, Brooklyn Next. Number two, Miami Feet. And number one, the Milwaukee Bucks. Your top five NBA teams, if they were Wait, body you parts. Mil- you just said Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. Nonetheless, tweet to us. Hashtag mm. NBA body parts. Hit us with your best NBA body parts. I love that. I love that. Do you this um that list reminded me uh remember the Nintendo game Double Dribble? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. an awesome, awesome Nintendo game. There was four teams in that. It wasn't licensed by the NBA either. Yeah. Um do you remember the names of the teams? The no. four teams? I'll, I'll I'll give you the cities. I don't know if that would help. The Boston Yeah, these are, this is very oh, tough. Oh, no. Bo- okay, I'll just give them to you. Boston Frogs. <laughs> the Chicago Stags or close uh, Ox. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. The L.A. Ponds Breakers. Okay. And the New York Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Those were the four okay. teams. 
um, in the in double dribble. Yeah, that was a great game. I love that game with yeah. the cutaway when you go yeah, to yeah. dunk and then. Yeah. <laughs> I had a shirt. Remember oh, that? Yes. I was rocking that shirt for a while. All right. Great top five. Um, hit us up, like Trey said, on Twitter, at uh, NoDunksInc, but hashtag NBA body parts. That's right. We'll keep our eye on that. Let's get that trending in America today. <laughs> Hopefully nothing else happens in America today so we can maybe get on the top of the charts. Okay. Let's get to uh, Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Guys, I had the uh, honor of uh, combing Twitter for the tweet of the night, and here's what I came up with. It's a two-parter. At Talk Hoops tweeting la- last night, Chuck the Condor doesn't need to be out there for everything. <laughs> <laughs> at HP Basketball uh, responded to uh, Zach Harper there, at Talk Hoops, was just thinking this. We honored a 104-year-old veteran by having a giant cartoon condor condor stick his finger in his ear. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> now, what these guys uh, these guys are talking about, obviously, the, the Raptors-Clippers game, um, and uh, it was Veterans Day. It was Remembrance Day up in Canada, but Veterans Day in the States, and they brought out this 104-year-old, uh, you know, war vet. They, they were giving him, like, um, his own jersey. It said 104 on it. Like, uh, it was all framed, everything very nice. And Chuck the Condor, at one point, like, standing beside him, decides to give this guy, a a 104-year-old man, a war vet, on Veterans Day, a wet willy. He just sticks, I don't know if it was wet, I guess it could have been dry, but anyway, (laughs) he's sticking his giant foam finger in this old man's ear. Yeah. It was weird, is it? That's very weird. I... (laughs) <laughs> Pretty offensive, oddly, and yeah. then, and then I and I tweeted this like I don't know what was worse. Like after that, the old man salutes, and then like the this mascot sort of semi sarcastically salutes like with them, and that might even be more offensive. And I think Zach's right. He doesn't need to. Why is he out there for this? Why is he out there? Yeah, I could have sat that one out. Of yeah, it. like I get it's for the photo op, and I and again I understand a mascot's a just trying memory, to be I'm silly sure. and yeah. funny, and sure, but. Uh, I, I, I don't know I, about sticking your finger in his ear. I missed this moment, so I'm checking it out yeah. currently. The, the veteran is smiling. <laughs> Big smile on his face with that finger in his ear. Yeah, he doesn't oh. seem upset about it. That's uh, for sure. I, that's a big smile. That's a really big smile. All right. Pulling the, the Delante right. West. Dry Willie. If yeah. If you remember the, yeah. the, the Delante Gordon Hayward way back in the day. Uh yeah, I hear what you're saying, though. So and he just doesn't. Oh, need I'm to getting it. video now. This is great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's just poor man can barely walk. Yeah, here. it's it's awkward. It's very awkward. That's weird. Yeah. That is so weird. It wasn't like a poke in the ear, too. It was no, a real. Like, that's a wing willy. Didn't that cost uh, Delonte West like twenty five grand about ten years ago when he gave uh, Gordon yeah. Hayward a wet willy? Yeah. Maybe the condor was going to cop it. He should. <laughs> He should. Um, That's a weird one. Zach Harper's right. He doesn't need to be out there for everything. <laughs> uh, we didn't even get into that game, by the way. Um, very, very entertaining. Um, uh, great performance, again, by the Raptors. They, they came up short. Clippers pulled away. Raptors really looked to, uh, appeared to run out of gas in the back-to-back after playing the Lakers the night prior. But defensive game. Man, there was some defense mm. being played in that one. And actually, that's uh, that was the game in our pick'em results. So, um, So let's get to that. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that the Warriors will win more than 41 games this season. They'll be a 500 team. That ain't going to happen. 
But Cash App does way more than that. Cash App allows you a very easy way to grow your money with their new investing feature. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you buy as much or as little of those stocks as you want. This way, you can still own a piece of any stock with just $1. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. And we're very happy with this part of our relationship with Cash App. We are working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you instantly receive 10 bucks, 10 greenbacks, but Cash App will also <laughs> donate $10 to the ACLU an amazing organization that's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the U.S. Every day, the ACLU fights for the rights of everyday Americans. Don't forget, promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store and Google Play Store today. That game, Raps Clips, Clippers, favored by 10.5. With some of us here thought it was a little too high. That doesn't seem right. Raptors are a scrappy bunch. Yeah, if it was nine and a half, I would have gone the other way. Wow. Well, it was, I mean, as these always sort of tend to do, it came down to a final sort of pointless possession or two. You know, the, the Clippers were, were up big. Not enough, though. They were up 10, I should say, I guess. And uh, were they up 10? No, they were up nine, maybe. And Th- Matt Thomas decides to foul to put the Clippers to the line. It was Jermichael Green. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it was, I think they were up eight, and it was like he caught the ball underneath, and Thomas tried to wrap him up, so he went up, That's he got the right. hand one, That's right. went to the line for one a- free throw, but those Jermichael Greenbacks were not money, left it short, and then the Clippers still played defense on the other end, which was pretty weird, uh, but, you know, a one-point loss. That's why they built yeah, the big hotels. Yeah, Trey had the Clippers winning by uh, 11 or more, so he just comes up short as the, the Clips got the 10-point win. So that's a win for Tass, Lee, and myself. Got a nice little uh, November pick going here, though. It's tight right now. I lead with a 4-3 and three record. Everybody else, 3-4. and four. So we are right there. reason we do this, uh, by the way, at the end of the month, somebody's got to do something. Whoever's in last place got to do something weird, something embarrassing that we blast on social media. All right, so what's tonight's game? Um, oh, we talked to, I guess we talked about this uh, yesterday. It's got to be the, uh, the loser Knicks bowl. Bulls game. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. loser bowl. It's a bit of a toilet bowl here. The Knicks visiting the Bulls. Five and a half points for the Chicago Bulls. Oh, They're my. the favorites at home. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my. That's a perfect That's a line. massive line, though, really. Yeah, but it? it makes it tough. It oh makes it tough to pick. Because if it was lower, you'd say, ah, oh, the home team, the Knicks are poopy. But you got you got some points there they have to cover. They got to win by six or more. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. How do you pick this game? The Bulls have already lost to the Knicks once this oh, year. Oh, they have. That's great. Yeah, That's, that's very, good information. very, very cool. But it's not happening again. Boiling and the boys taking the Knicks out to the woodshed tonight. 25-point victory for Chicago. Oh, my God. See you tomorrow, David Fizzdale. You think we'll be leading the show with Fizzdale fired, eh? Fizzdale fired. Boiling. Balling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Trey's got the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just remembering the Knicks on Friday had a four-point win in Dallas. Like, yeah, and surely oh, the... Yeah. Marcus Morris, man, looking great. Yeah. So against the Bulls, surely they can cover that line, can't they? But... Oh, give me the bulls. Oh, oh God. This is going to be awful to watch You're this You're getting game. a phone call. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's a, it is a tough one. It is a tough one. I'll take the bulls. <laughs> oh, thank I, you. I don't know how, but I'll take Okay, them. hold on. Okay. 
Uh, uh, I'm taking the Knicks. You're <laughs> swerving on the Knicks. Yeah, I'm going to swerve a Is little bit. Is it really here. a swerve, though, in this case? I mean. Yeah, right. I know. Who knows what to expect? <laughs> I'm not confident about this one at all. But I'll give me the Knicks, and we'll make things a little more interesting here. Uh, and they look, they only have to lose by... Uh, you know, five, five points yeah. or less, um, or get the win. Go get that win, Nick. Save Coach Fisdale's, um, you know, I was going to say career, life. He probably, you know what, they might want to, he may want out. <laughs> they might just throw it for him, <laughs> set him free. Okay, so I got the Knicks. Everybody else has the Bulls by five and a half. Um, all right, guys. I, I will say about that Clippers-Raptors game real quick. Yeah. We talked about guys needing to be better liars or teams needing to be better liars. I think Kawhi Leonard was an awesome liar in this game. Because he talked about it post game, he said um, it was uh, it was fun just to be able to compete against guys who you were with last year. It's a little bit more competitive because you do talk to them. What a liar! He, didn't, he doesn't talk to anybody. So see, he's great. Just say just say rest or, or say I've got a knee injury. I should say you know he's a liar, but he's good at it and he's good at basketball. And so are the Raptors. Yeah, that was that was a heck of a fight. That was a moral victory there for Raps fans uh, and and the team despite coming up ten short. What about Nick Nurse getting a tech foul two minutes into the game because OG got poked in the eye yeah. and he had to leave the game and he couldn't return? I mean, and there was no foul called on the play. Right. That tee should be rescinded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, the guy was injured for the rest of the game. Yeah, I know. You've got a, you've got a case, haven't you, to say, come on, how did you miss that? And you see the replay. He definitely oh, gets he whacked in the eye. smoked in the eye. Hmm. Said it ripped his contact, I think, is what they is said. Is that what they said? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty drastic. But, uh, yeah, no, maybe they will. I don't know. Can it be? I guess it can. I guess that You're saying can, within the game itself. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know. it cost them a point, and it's like, hey, we lost the guy for the entire game. We're shorthanded anyway. Bad. Bad. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. We'll end on that note. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. Don't forget to rate and review the No Dunks podcast on Apple, five stars only. Much love to everybody that's left that five-star rating in any reviews. Don't forget about the other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network, guys. You got Count the Dinks, Back to Back Tampering. There's a dozen team-specific shows featuring a number of your favorite athletic reporters. So go check those out. Go follow those shows. And if you're not a member of the Athletic, you need to get in the game. You can get all of our podcasts ad-free, plus the best sports writing in the world. What a combo. Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Take us home, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, bad missed calls are bad. Brace the day, people. You could stay.